Hey, everybody, welcome to Emerge Virtual Cannabis Conference, day one. This is Charles Warner and Patricia Miller, your friends from Cannabis and Tech Today. And we have a very special guest today. Joining us is Jason Gann. He is a comedian, an actor, a businessman, an entrepreneur, an all-around pretty awesome guy, and the star of the cult favorite TV show, Wilfred. Jason, thanks for joining hey. us on day one. How are you, my friend? I'm great, Chuck. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Um, thanks, hi, everyone, for um, coming to uh, say hi and uh, hear a few words from the dog man. The dog man well, himself. Well, one of the dog men. I mean, geez, Snoop's here today. <laughs> I know. I, I wonder if we'll have on the floor, like, you and then Snoop, like, you know, just that would Someone said the other day, like someone said the other day, we want to get you and Snoop together. I said, well, look, just make sure that he sees Wolford first, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes a big difference when you, um, you know, meet someone. I can always tell the moment I've met someone and they know who I am, that I'm with Wolf forever. I'll know straight away by looking in their eyes if they've seen the show or not. I'll just <laughs> know, right? And it will just be like either this holy shit, like I've yeah. been affected by you and this performance for so long this is a significant meeting and the other is just sort of glazed over like yeah yeah it's great that's uh, you know it's fantastic what you but it can also turn into if when she's talking to someone of a, like the snoop stratosphere it can be like uh yeah hey so they tell me you uh, got this thing in a dog suit or something it's like okay that, i don't want to be in that i don't want to be in that space necessarily when i'm coming <laughs> Tell us, tell the audience, and by the way, if I had to guess if Snoop has seen it, I'm going to guess yes. Now, this is not an official opinion or anything. This is just me guessing. But yeah, there's a lot of people that saw the show and really, really loved it. Like you have this massive following. Can you tell the audience a little bit about just kind of, you know, the show? Because that's going to jump off into the uh, the discussion. Yeah, well, the you business. know, it was, uh, look, it, it started way back in 2001, Um where basically it was sort of a bit of a, a joke. Uh, a friend of mine, I was on his, sleeping on his sofa. Um, he just came home from a date where he got cock-blocked by a dog. And I just, you know, we pulling bongs. And so um, we were just improvising as young actors do. And I was this dog like De Niro and Meet the Parents interrogating uh, this new date for this, uh, this, this girl. Well, it just took off, you know, it resonated. Um, strangely enough, it started as a joke and the cannabis company started as a joke as well. And it's just sort of amazing, <clears throat> the whole journey of Wolford, how it can, it was just so organic, you know, from a conversation, it's not, it, it rolled and it's become this, it, it two, the TV show did two seasons in Australia. We brought mm -hmm. it to America and then we did four seasons in America with uh, Elijah Wood as my co-star and Robin Williams as a, as a, uh, as a guest, uh, a guest mm -hmm. actor among many others. And then um, a couple of years after the show finished, after four seasons in, in America, um, yeah, I launched uh, Wilfred Cannabis, Wilfred Cannabis pre-rolls in California. And just recently Wilfred CBD smokes um, throughout all of the US. So it's morphed from this, I'm still doing like Wilfred stuff. <clears throat> this character's taken this almost 20 year evolution and, um, you know, it's just been such a, uh, you know, connection between the Wilfred character and fans and people mm -hmm. that it connects with. You know, like it's part of like really a community that I've tried to kind of bring in. And cannabis is at the, at the heart of it because, um, you know, people have said to me many, you know, they describe Wilfred the TV show as a stoner comedy and it is a stoner comedy. But when we made the short film, there was the, the terms stoner comedy didn't exist like we took look, 2001 or whatever so I was never setting out to do anything that was part of any certainly any genre that existed and uh I was just I was a stoner you know and I've been a stoner for more than a quarter of a century so it was just part of my um life so therefore it just kind of went into what I was producing I think that really came through with the show. There was a, a genuine element to the the stoner parts of it. It just felt very real and relatable. And then I think 
you've used a lot of that connection to sort of build the same connection with Wilfred CBD. Was that sort of part of your marketing strategy? Yeah, well, you know, I when I when I sort of re, when entering the market became a real thing, it was I mean, most companies you um, have your product and then you work out how you're going to market it. Whereas with me, it was kind of the the car was before the horse. I knew I had a vision of how I wanted to market it. And that was to make Wilfred the, the Marlborough man and the most interesting man in the world, you know, and like bring that cool factor that he had plus that with the, but he was, Wolf has always been tough. So I want, so, so I had to, um, I had to uh, find out what the product was going to be. Um, and, uh, and I end up after looking at different things, landed on pre-rolls in the cannabis space and now smokes in the, uh, in the hemp, hemp market. But I definitely uh, had to factor in what, um, my audience, what those fans uh, love about Wilfred, <clears throat> what they appreciate about Wilfred. I've always had a very clear connection with the fans, even though I'm, let's forget fans, my audience, because I'm a theatre actor, was for many years beforehand. And I, you form relationships with each audience and you form the connection with your live audience. And entering the TV world, film and TV world, it's, it's easy to have a big a wall because you, you shoot it this time and then it's cut together and someone sees it a lot later, how do you have a connection with them when it's happening? But it, I, would, I would feel what my <clears throat> audience was feeling, or what I hoped they were feeling, as I was shooting this stuff and as you gauge each performance. So I was very aware of that going into making, doing um, marketing this these brands, these cannabis and hemp brands, or one brand. And it had to have the same artistic credibility it had to be from the same tone of both the shows, keeping in mind also that the two different shows, the Australian series and the American series, were also very different uh, shows, very different tonally. Uh, Wilfred, the character, was, was shared similar core, but was very of an evolution. So I wanted this from the beginning to have an evolution um, with the same character, the same spirit of the character, but give him more life going off into this brand that takes itself seriously in one sense because it is a legitimate company, it's a legitimate product, but at the same time, we're dealing with cannabis, which is fun and should be fun and has a lightness about it. So um, Wilfred has got a seriousness, but a lightness that I think, um, you know, I think there's a place for it um, in this market. Was he a straight shooter? Was Wilfred like a straight shooter? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. he's so he's trustworthy. I mean, you got him right there. He's gonna tell well, you like it is. One of my lines is uh, one of my um, what log lines. What is it? The selling lines is uh, Wilfred Cannabis, a hire you can trust. <laughs> I like that. You can trust well, it. You're gonna get high from it. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna be any more specific than that, but it, you can trust it. It'll get you high. Something I loved about the show is it was so creative and unusual. And I think you've been applying that to your marketing strategy for the brand as well. Something you were kind of mentioning earlier was that you recently did some advertising where Wilfred is an astronaut. Can you tell us a bit about, about that? Yeah, I only, yeah, I was thinking about, so I'm wearing the Wilfred's astronaut suit um, now. Um, yeah, you know, it was uh, an idea. You know, I'm, I've been an ancient astronaut theorist for many years. It's been a very big <laughs> passion of mine. And so one, one of the things that I found in my love of cannabis and love of ancient astronaut theory was I discovered a, uh, this African tribe um, called the, the, the Dogon tribe. And, they, um, and their mythology, although I think that's not, not a fair description because it, it suggests that it's myth or untrue, but their history, their telling of the history of, of, of humanity was that we were, um, we were brought here, we were created and designed and created and that this, um, these um, extraterrestrials came from the uh, Dogon uh, star system, the uh, Sirius star system, and they brought cannabis to Earth. And as a, as a gift for humanity to, um, to evolve con their consciousness, 
right? So it was a gift, and these and and the and they these these uh, this tribes this Dogon tribe spoke to these um, extraterrestrials, and they passed on this information for years, and they spoke about the Sirius star system, and and it wasn't until like the nineteen seventies that human um, astronomy uh, actually. Pr- proved them true with what they'd said many, many years ago. They had this understanding of star systems that you just can't possibly know from looking at the stars. It has to be given to you as information. And some other things about the cannabis plant that was just very interesting about it, um, apparently not having any um, ancestors that, that they can find before they just sort of began here, similar to kind of humans just beginning, seeming to beginning here. No sort of... wow. and there was something else about it too that was... Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I figured it might come back to me. So anyway, this story is fascinates me, and at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm promoting the, the the launch of the CBD things, and I'm so I've got Wolf Rear. Basically, I'm kind of doing this kind of a an ongoing um, marketing, but it, you know, it's, it's marketing uh, video sort of narrative. Like, say, traditionally, you can have um, a 30 second commercial for Coke. But why now? You know, it's not these, these ads are never going to be on television. You know, like, and what you know, the first instinct is to do a short ad, make it like a, have that same sort of sting. But I just thought it'd be interesting as a marketing campaign to have this unfurling kind of this uh, rolling out um, story, something with a narrative, and and that this dog space astronaut had landed on some planet similar to you see, the, you know, the Planet of the Apes type thing, and that he's actually we learn slowly that he's there. Um, you know, socialising with, you know, riding on horses, you know, with, um, you know, with a beautiful girl and native people. And he's, but at the same time, he brings out some like box full of um, cannabis seeds. And it turns out that he's there on this kind of Johnny Appleseed type mission to, to bring, you know, cannabis to this new, this planet, this distant galaxy. So even though that, so that, that is the kind of fun that, um, you know, I'm having now when it comes to, creative content that is at the same time, you know, marketing the brand. Well, and you've got a, you've got a built-in audience, right? That is um, a community and a community that is hungry for content, right? Like when you like something or you like a show or you like a character, when it's over, you're kind of bummed. And so you look forward to in the next season, you look forward to the sequel, you look forward to the Christmas special that's short a bomb, you know, like you're, you know, there's, <laughs> you're looking forward to it. You can actually deliver that. And you can, you know, give the people what they want so that you almost have like a built-in audience um, to roll out what you're doing with your business. That's, that's yeah. smart, man. It, that's, it, that's it, really it, good. It was either going to be, you know, it was crazy or, or genius, you know, you never know. I mean, those, all those, um, you know, those fans and supporters aren't necessarily easy to access too. Mm-hmm. remember, because there's just so many restrictions with, with, um, you know, you might have, 800,000 followers on uh, on a on a social media site but you put something out there and maybe 5,000 will see it that's just the way it is you can't read it's hard to reach them you know you've got to generate stuff you've got to put different type of content you've got to get conversations going you have to get people you know sharing and stuff like that but definitely the people each time I you know say something about it and you old fans just kind of go what the fuck is this what is happening like is this ha- real you know and then come people jump and say yeah, yeah it's real and you know um so it is very exciting to have that but someone the other day it's the best backhanded compliment i've ever had i think which i took it well like i took the i took the i took it as a real compliment um just wrote this guy just wrote best use of a dead brand that i've ever seen <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> And I thought, but to your point about it being like, oh, normally it shows something's over and then it's like, oh, I wish I knew what was happening. And they're doing it. They did it recently in that Karate Kid show with, the, um, you know, with Cobra Kai, you know, and I, and I think a lot of people, it resonated with a lot of people to be able to say, holy shit, we can go back into this world and know a little bit more. We're, ne- we're never going to go back to then, but we can see what happened to those characters beyond that. So. Yeah. Did you see, did you see Disney? You know, they just released, man, they are going hard in the paint with star Wars, uh, you know, prequels and everything like that. You know, they're giving the people what they want after the, you know, success of the Mandalorian. So you're right. There's, there's more stories to be told and the people are, uh, they're hungry for it. Wow. 
the story here, that's for sure. I mean, <laughs> the story, even the story of me getting getting from where I've come to to here, to, to for Wilfred even being a television show in America is already ridiculous. I mean, um, the Robin Williams um, thing, you know, I mean, I wasn't going to do Wilfred here. I created a, a show in Australia and I didn't want, I had another show we were gonna, that I did in Australia with a human character that we were going to go out with in America. And uh, and so, yeah, then um, I didn't want to do Wilfred again. And my then manager, producing partner, called me up. He said, look, I know you don't want to play Wilfred again. I said, I'm not getting that fucking dog suit again. And he said, hear me out. He said, I think this could be your Mork and Mindy. He said, like, you know, Robin Williams and the alien, everyone's going to remember the dog. He said, even if the show's not a hit, you'll be able to walk into any meeting in Hollywood. And I went, well, Mork and Mindy was my favourite show as a kid I said if you do it if you can sell it I'll do it we sold it and I did it and we were writing season just finishing writing season two and Elijah emailed me and said that he's with Robin Williams um, promoting Happy Feet 2 and that Robin and his wife are huge fans of the show and that he'd be interested in playing a guest role which he did and it was his first television acting appearance since Mork and Mindy wow full circle yeah, it was for me, yeah. it was a total full circle. And here was I being like, you know, validated in a way. It was just, it was surreal. You know, it was just real experience to, to work with him, get friends with him, but also have him be a fan of the, the, the character in the show in such a way. So even that was like massive, you know. But then to, and, and, and Wilfred Cannabis and, and CBD Hamp is, is very unique to, you know, um, most celebrity cannabis brands in that, um, you know, it's a character and, that they're, you know, it's not a straight-up human. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I'm the CEO of the company, you know. Like, I, uh, I couldn't be more hands-on. You couldn't be more hands-on than, than I am, you know. That's like, what I, I wanted do. to ask. How, uh, yeah. how involved are you with you know, the business and the different layers. It hasn't always been by choice, but when I went into it, I had this idea that it would be a bit more like someone's going to take over this, they're going to do all the stuff, and I'll put the name and face to it and do some content. And fun. But, you know, a couple of early contracts I almost was looking at, it was like reminding me of my old television contracts. And I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't work like that anymore. Like, I need to, then I need to, I, I don't know how many chances I'm going to get. Like, I've got to, like, so... I held back from that. I just found another way and I started doing things myself. You know, I say I want to do pre-rolls, but um, indoor flour is way too expensive. And then uh, Jared Kyler was good enough to give me uh, uh, some of his time and he recommended uh, good um, sun growth, so outdoor flour, and it was more affordable. And I'm like, well, shit, if it's still good. I mean, because mm -hmm. pre-rolls were known to have a lot of, you know, biomass, a lot of crap, a lot of crap um, in them. Filler. Filler, yeah. 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 Um, Trim it, etc. And so um, I, you know, I, I basically I got a manufacturing license in in uh, uh, in, in California. I procured the, the the flour from uh, Yolo County outside um, Sacramento. Um, I I did well. I, I designed the packaging um, and uh, shot some, you know, did some the, the marketing. And then it was all because you know I was bootstrapping this thing. I didn't have a lot of money, um, and it was. Uh, I actually sold my apartment to bankroll it. And, um, and so I was actually, everything was kind of like, it cost a lot of money, you know? So you end up thinking, well, how, how can I, can I do this? And at first it was like, you know, this is what other people do in my, in my television world. It'd be like, I'd walk around and look at the people doing the books Oh, and this is uh, Jack and he's, uh, he does our finances. And I'm like, Oh, wow. And they're like, yeah, what you do is amazing. I'm like, dude, what you do is amazing. Like, this is easy. You, you, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm like thinking that what every other normal job people had was just like, wow, I couldn't do that. And I was having to scale. I can do it. Right. Okay. So I can budget, you know, I can, I'm, pre I'm pretty good with math and, and I ended up becoming good at sales, become a salesman, you know. Then I was actually wore the Wilfred Cannabis T-shirt and I'd go from dispensary to dispensary, like trying to sell my fucking brand. So I, just, I couldn't have the money for a sales team. I didn't have any money, you know, I was just bootstrapping yeah. the same. I was trying to build up, you know, this momentum. And that's what I did, you know. And so then, um, so I got to know every every part of the 
the process. I don't haven't done every part of it, but you know, I've been and now I go to dispensaries, right? So at first I had this idea, well, if they're gonna if if a, if a dispensary is willing to buy X number of packs, then I'll come and do a Wilfred appearance, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was I had this value of it as being up in arena around the 20 grand mark, you know, a 10 grand mark, and they're ready to buy. Soon I when I discovered how hard it is to get into dispensaries, it was like, if you carry my brand, I don't care like 10 fucking packets, Wilfred will turn up at your fucking door, right? <laughs> so, so I just, you know, I developed this thing where I would go to stores that were carrying me and uh, carrying us. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, I do, you know, they do basically people do um, demos. They get a, a sales rep to do demos for three hours. Well, I'd, as Jason, I'd rep the brand. And then I'd go in at the end of it, jump in the suit for half an hour and come out and take photos with the bud tenders and the, the you know, diehard fans. At the same time, you know, I was getting to know every part of their job, you know, and getting to know the, you know, the people who are doing this and, you know, getting to know the cultivators, every, every element. And so really became, felt like I'm part of this um, industry, definitely kind of earned my stripes there. Um, you know, so, yeah. you, you know what you sound like, Jason? You sound like an entrepreneur. You know yeah. what I mean? Like having to hustle and having to do a lot of different things. I think, you know, you were talking about community earlier. That's one thing that probably everybody watching this right now, you know, and everybody who's 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 going to learn about your brand, they're all part of this community that really mm. works their butts off, you know, like just because you're in the cannabis business uh, doesn't mean you just sit back and wait for the money to roll in. You <laughs> got to get out there and hustle. And uh, it sounds yeah. like you're really doing that, you know, like a true yeah, cannabis so entrepreneur. Has, yeah, thank you. Um, definitely that entrepreneur, uh, definitely that um, uh, community spirit. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the dispensaries where I um, rocked up and put on my sweet dog suit, um, <laughs> I kind of feel like you know, those stores will always be loyal to the brand, you know, because the, the, the people on there, they're my friends, you know. I mean, I always have time for my fans that write something to me and I'll write something, you know, connection back and some people will be surprised by it. But it will be as much as I can I do because it's theirs as well, you know what I mean? Like it's not a, a Picasso painting wasn't anything until it was appreciated and so that... They're every part of much as the, the as, as the, the process, but the but when you go into someone's store and you do something like that for them, you know, mm -hmm. you got a friend for life. So, but but talking about the the entrepreneur entrepreneurial element of it, um, a lot of that is pivoting as well. There's been many obstacles, and for me, um, and, and and recently the 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 CBD smokes was a was a pivot as well. I mean, it's uh, it's hard. I mean, there's a small margin in in um, in pre rolls, and it was uh, so, so. And some things change, you know. Like the when I wanted to enter the enter the market, um, there was these looming Californian regulations that I was saying is going to end white labeling, right? So it, when these regulations that are all written out there, they would like that they sort of announced them before they may drop, you know. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. No, all white labeling is gonna end in California. So, and I wanted to enter doing white labeling, and um, so everyone was sort of too scared or worried what they're gonna do with the white labeling com companies' partnerships they had. So they were nervous to get into another one. But I was gonna, I was gonna get in there no matter what. So, I, that's when I found the other way around and got a shared use facility license, where I was actually manufacturing. So that's why I was actually the, you know, in there with the nuts, the nuts and bolts of it. And then, um, and then recently, having a pivot again. I mean, I just before COVID happened, like I was, the, the, the company was really our focus was <clears throat> brand licensing, right? So, bringing a brand to um, companies that either either had the capability in each state um, capabilities to, they were either making a pre-roll that wasn't maybe selling as well as they would like it to make it, or they had the they were doing other stuff in the industry and they could easily expand into the, into the pre-roll game. And then they would kind of use the, the brand to last, you know, and then that, that brand would help get in a lot more stores than their own brand, you know, weed might. And that was looking really good. Um, and we had, and we are still entering Oregon um, in, in January, which was a, it was a long time getting that 
together. But there was another three or four states that we had contracts that were already back and forward. Um, and once COVID happened, that kind of went on ice, you know, because mm. everyone was just going, how am I going to protect what I've got, you know, rather than we expand into some adventurous new, new adventure. And also, <clears throat> um, there, I don't think anywhere there's a shortage of, there's a there's an over, a huge oversupply of weed in, in, in America. I don't think so. Um, I don't know in Canada that might be, but... Um, Oregon a little bit. Yeah, we're right. overachievers, Jason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like the the climate kind of changes again as far as like um, do the, do do people need uh, a brand attack to sell their wheat when when really if there's an if there's an, an undersupply of weed they don't you know so that meant that the brand you know we just to step back from the brand licensing a little bit right now and uh, entering the the hemp CBD market with the, the smokes right now. And, you know, we hope to enter in the coming months, you know, the pet CBD um, market as well. And, and being able to have something that's actually available um, online and shipping to most U S states is like, after, after what I've been doing for the past couple of years, just trying to fight just and hustle just for a little time. Suddenly it's like, and you're in control of it, you know. You, there's not like eight people in between. It's like you've got a, a supplier, cultivator supplier, um, a, um, a fulfillment center, and then your own mark, your own shop, you know, your own business, which is connected to the marketing. So suddenly you're in in control of of something as much as you can be, you know, a lot more control than I have been for the past few years anyway. So it's kind of like, how much work am I willing to do? I'm actually seeing the results, you know? So, sense. yeah, it's, it, 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 but that, you know, it's been challenging, you know, we've had a couple of, run like our, our third, just going to work now, our third partner in California now. And, um, you know, it had this, it's, it's, you know, some bumpy, there's been a couple of times where supply has stopped, had to stop, which is, and, you know, business is the last thing you ever want. You know, you never want people to be already counting you and then supply suddenly stops and then have to come back and say, hey, we're back again. You don't want that, right? Yeah. Anyone knows yeah. that? And Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> the last thing that we bought, I knew, going, that, you know, I tried to avoid it, but couldn't avoid it. Yeah. But that's where that loyalty comes back has, thankfully, from what I mentioned, because these stores that have spoken to me, I've given them my time, I've given them my energy and, and care and, you know, me, you know. And so they are the one, they're like, anytime when, as soon as you're ready, bring it back. Just We're always here. Just let us know when you're back. And, and we're actually about to launch just before Christmas um, in California, an infused pre-roll, a, a premium infused one gram pre-roll, which I've been wanting to do for so long. And so... Um, it is, uh, you know, it's flower, um, space dust concentrate, um, cannabis oil and keef. And it's, uh, it's going to be a really, you know, beautiful creation. So what I'm trying to do in the, the bigger picture of the Wolfwood Cannabis Smoked brand is, is create, become a specialist in the pre-roll smoke field. So I've got my... I've already got the, I don't know if I'm around, but the, the, the sativa indica hybrids, which is the red, blue, and, and green. They've been out for a couple of years now. Now we've got the golds, which are the CBD smokes. And then I'm coming out with the black, which is the, the premium infused pre-roll. So, you know, if I can get that in other states and, and expand and who knows how I'm going to get there, you know, whether the laws are going to change, um, you know, my wife said recently, what's going to be best politically for the company? I said, I have no fucking idea. It's going to be, there's going to be good things and, and bad things, whichever way it goes. Can't, not even worth thinking about. We just go forward. Right? We just work on today's problems, overcoming today's uh, don't call them uh, problems in the company. We only call them challenges. Today's challenge, challenges, how are we going to overcome them? T tell us about your CBD um, uh, your relationship, you know, do you have like a ritual? Cause we actually have the USA CBD expo is here with us. So you've got a whole bunch of CBD fans, you know, that are watching this here. Tell us about that. And is it true? Do you have, do you have pet treats that are CBD? Well, no, we're, we, uh, we're working, we're working towards it. Okay. It's definitely been an agenda for a long time. Um, but you know, being the, you know, 
how people love their pets. Yeah. People love their pets. Well, well, you know, it's interesting. Like, um, I, I got a lot of pressure right when I was entering the cannabis space uh, to do the CBD pet stuff. And um, with some people that I nearly went into business with, and it kind of became a sticking point why we didn't actually go into business. So I was determined to go into the cannabis space first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the margins aren't in cannabis. The margins are in the, the, the hemp, the CBD. And, uh, and I was like, I just felt like, the, and, and I guess it comes back to your point about the character before and about what people know Wilfred. People expect to see Wilfred to be the party guy who does have a sensitive side. And I just knew that I couldn't come out the gate with a pet product with Wilfred, you know, clowning around, you know, because people take their pets. It's different. People yeah. take their, their yeah. pets and their the CBD. I mean, they want their pets to live as long as they can and be you know, pain-free. They don't live as long as us. So we want them to live as long as we can. So it wasn't, it's not a joke kind of, whereas it, can't, it wasn't the party element that I wanted to come out with, with, with the cannabis company. I just also thought that, um, I just thought it would be coming out with the cannabis first, you know, has some credibility, some credibility. And then when it's like, okay, now we get a bit more serious and we talk about, you know, pet CBD and, and how it can help. So we're not there yet. We don't, we have, we were probably, you know, a few months off doing that, but we, we did, you know, enter the CBD um, smoke world. And what we try to do there is, is, you know, obviously I'm experienced in the, in the pre-roll round. There's sort of two different markets. There's the, um, there's the hemp, there's a CBD pre-roll still where they're actually made like cannabis pre-rolls and um, and then there's the cigarette-type smokes. And I discovered that I know pre-rolls are very expensive to make and um, that the margin is very small. And But I also discovered that the the cigarette-types had a reputation of being pretty, pretty shit, you know, that they had a lot of biomass in them and they just didn't, that just wasn't a, wasn't a good smoke. And... and in our market research, we kind of discovered the same thing. So I wanted to bring what I brought to, you know, the, um, you know, my pre-rolls, which is 100%, you know, flour, that there's none of that, there's none, none of that in it. And that you can, and with lab tests. And so we found these really good um, guys down in Tennessee. And that's where it's, that's where it's from. And, uh, and um, just the, the CBD levels, you know, between 80 to 100 milligrams per smoke which is up to 2,000 milligrams of CBD per pack and 20,000 milligrams CBD per carton. And, and as far as just as far, if you're into just the CBD, CBD is a, you know, A, yeah, it's smoking, but it's, it's almost instantly into your bloodstream. So the CBD hits you before nearly any other method. And it's, um, yeah, as far as value compared to other brand, other products, you know, if you look at bang for your buck, there's a lot of CBD in these smokes. Um, now I had a few different things up. Um, I was thinking of at the same time that I wanted to say, and then uh, <laughs> I forgot all of them. Yeah, so it, we're, we're definitely in, in the CBD market. I'm trying to bring that same kind of working class, um, you know, thing. There's, there's also, you know, as you would know, um, CBD. You know, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to label it a cessation product. That's what. I, that's what I was going to ask you. Could stop you smoking cigarettes. Yeah. yeah, but it it um you know because it's you know it's um you know just because it reg- it's not regulated by FDA and all that sort of stuff, but there are scientific studies that do say that um, it does help with um you know quitting nicotine, um, and in my own personal experience, um, being a I was a, you know chain smoker every time I'd been making Wolfrey. Um, uh, smoked a lot of uh, cigarettes and um, knew they were bad for me. And uh, I stumbled upon the magic of CBD <laughs> in a funny way. I was getting a lot of samples, a lot of samples from this farm that I ended up going with uh, of, of cannabis, of, of, of flour. And I just had to smoke it and decide what was the best one. And that was what was going in the pre-rolls. It was a lot of fun. But one of the things I was given was like CBD flour. I was like, what the fuck is my first thought was why? Like, why am I going to smoke that? But this doesn't get you high, right? So, like near beer. Yeah. So, you know, you throw it at the back of the behind the stereo. So, you know, it doesn't get mixed up with the good stuff and then leave it up there. That was the way I thought. And then when later on, it was kind of like, oh, I'm a statue. It's like, oh, let's have to smoke some of that. That's what it's like. 
-hmm. okay? Tastes great. Smokes, makes me feel like, I like to smoke, right? I like it. It feels good. Um, and I'm not like, I can still function, right? And so what I started doing was smoking CBD flour in the morning and when I needed to do like budgets and contracts and stuff like that. And then in the afternoon when I was having more sort of fun, kind of creative work, then I'd, uh, then I'd, I'd smoke the other stuff and, and, and get nice and high. So I discovered that it really did, uh, and, you know, and now I don't smoke cigarettes, you know, I'll bounce between the two. And uh, I just, some people will be online there, you know, you're talking about the CBD smokes and they're like, oh, let me know when it's got THC. And I'm just like, oh, dude, I'll, well, let me know when you got it. I'm like, already got it, had it two years. You, you got to go to California though. But this is a completely different product. Like you're not, you're not doing it to get high. Like you don't, I, I want to smoke ongoing throughout my day. I, 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 like the, the, I like how it feels. I like um, it calms me down. And uh, I need it, like I need that break to reflect on my, my day. But I don't want to get high eight times a day. I don't want to be like, holy fuck, who's that on fucking calling me? What the fuck? I don't want to, that's fun, has its place, but I don't want that all the time, right? So, in <laughs> fact, I remember years ago, that's taking, retaking up smoking cigarettes for that very fucking reason. I didn't want to be high all the time, but I wanted to smoke something. And so I'd start smoking these yeah. fucking cigarettes. Wow. Yeah, I went through something similar. I started using the the cookies G pin, which is a CBD pin. And uh, I'd quit smoking, but sometimes I'd get stressed out like during deadlines and I'd pick up that little <clears throat> G pin and it was just like a, a way to kind of calm that that voice in your back of your head that's like a cigarette would really mellow you out. You know, <laughs> you're like, no, I know it wouldn't. It actually like raises your blood pressure and makes things worse. But the CBD is a, a nice way to be able to smoke throughout the day and get that, that calming feeling. And then, like you said, not have the anxiety if, you know, if you're one of those people who weed might affect you like that sometimes. Yeah. So I can appreciate that. I can't speak to, you know, the, the science of, um, of what cigarette tobacco does to, to you, to your health. I'd like, I've seen ads when I was a kid, <laughs> but beyond that, really, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, medic scientifically minded or, me or like I'm not a doctor, right? But I've read enough to know that it's very bad for you. <laughs> I can feel, I just kind of feel it when you're smoking a lot. I can feel that when I'd be smoking the Wilfred, sometimes I'd be shooting like fucking um, scenes repeatedly. Like I was give up in between seasons. I come back and I'm thinking, oh, I need smoke in the scenes, but it's like no, no. And then I'm like chain smoking. I'm like, these things are gonna fucking kill me. I feel like my lungs are getting fucking. You know, after years of this, what I, don't, I hate to think what's doing. But I've also read enough about smoking smokable hemp flour, and that they can't really find anything, you know, that jumps out that is uh, is is gonna really hurt you you know so I, all i know is in my opinion it's a lot better you know like if it feels better to smoke it um so that's that's just me and so we're just trying to do a product that you know other people might feel the same and people have been responding like i was screen screen shooting a bunch today because you know like some of the comments i'm getting back since it's just been out this past week are people like oh, holy shit this is a game changer you know like this is um i'm I didn't know these things existed, right? So we're in a kind of a good position, good position in a way that um, we're pioneering a new. I mean, there are other companies doing what we're doing, and I've been for you know a couple of years, few years probably. But you know, um, a lot of people still don't know about it. A lot of people don't consider you know consider that an option. They just think that smoking sea flour is somehow not like a fake or something like that. But it's, and there's a lot. There's a lot good about it. How do you see the how do you see the Wilfred brand kind of growing and evolving? Well, you know, I've said from the beginning that I want him to be the Colonel Sanders of cannabis, you know, and long after I'm dead, I'd love, you know, the Wilfred, you know, face to be there, like the Paul Newman's own, you know, source. That would be my ideal goal and to, you know, help the, the you know travel, you know journey through these next years and see the, you know, evolution of the, you know, of the cannabis world and hopefully see it just be legalised throughout the whole planet. And I do really believe that cannabis can can heal the whole, heal the planet. 
Um, there's just so much to it that I mean, human relationships with plants has already been. Is is such a beautiful ongoing soul with your soul partners throughout this this life on this earth, and now and our particular relationship with cannabis is very very beautiful spiritual. So not only do I think that there's a spirituality spiritual element to the plant that people can like myself can feel connected to the earth and the universe around them in a time where people struggle to feel connected. Mm-hmm. I don't do I think that the plant itself can help people in this way. Just so many ways in just like paper, you know, by making hemp paper, instead of cutting down trees again, it, 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 they use like a one-sixth of the, um, of the land the, 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 sort of end deforestation. And, uh, and, and hemp, hemp crops take such small amount of water, which is one of our greatest resources. So you can, hemp protein, hemp, protein is the most complete plant-based protein there is and now i'm not going to get into the whole veganism and and the cattle industry stuff like that but it's pretty clear that you know the, the beef industry is doing a lot of damage to the planet and by reducing that you know by just you know, a bit of capitalist, you know, building up companies and beginning, a, you know, competition with, you know, uh, if, if you had cannabis seed um, protein being an active part of people's diets where that where there was, was more, more plant-based diet, you're going to be doing so much good for the planet, but not only, not only to, the, to the planet, but karmically to these, you know, to our, these creatures that we are here, that are our partners, you know, we, we love dogs. But for some reason, we you know, treat other animals as if they're just nothing. And so, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to get full into the veganism debate because you know. But I, 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 um, I do think that it would be great to see. I know that my diet is mostly you know plant based now, and uh, I so my conscious my conscious has a, has a problem with you know just thoughtlessly slaughtering animals. You know. So um, I think that uh, spiritually, um, yeah, agriculturally, there's just so many ways that the cannabis and, um, and hemp plants can, can just really transform this, this earth and, and human evolution. But then I go back to my story earlier about, you know, how, how where, if cannabis was, this is when, okay, he's got the spacesuit on. This is when Jason loses. This is when I lose a section of my, of my audience. But, you know, like if you think about the cannabis plant and like uh, if it was given to us as some kind of um, gift in, as to help with the evolution of human consciousness, right? Now, if you if everyone can kind of understand, what, the science, science will tell you that as you have, when you have cannabis and it affects you, it's different things like slowing down the brain and the, the process and left-hand, right-hand side, all that kind of stuff. But most people, when they really come to have a relationship with cannabis experience something that's far more profound and real than that and it, and it comes back to some kind of soul connection to something that you know in a time when people are treating you know politics as religion and so you know there's just so many it's, it's just, we need we need to take some evolutionary step in our consciousness and I think that cannabis can go a long way to do that. Not necessarily always getting high. You know, the, the, the CBD, the, the, and I didn't even mention the medicinal value. Right. Every single day. I mean, come on. Yes. It's, it's such a miracle yeah. plant. It's kind of like the biggest no-brainer in the history of no-brainers. I mean, yeah. not to use hyperbole, but it really feels like it. And I think everybody that's part of this community gets it. And it's slowly but surely it's getting out you know and more people are, are understanding more legalization everywhere you know it looks like mexico um you know that would be a pretty huge market i think i saw israel you know um so yeah i mean it's it's going to continue and and i think hemp is going to just uh just really really make us a lot more sustainable and smart it is it's not it's the industry is getting smaller but it needs to happen faster because people are suffering unnecessarily yeah. i mean in australia people think australia is a pretty from the outside, must be a pretty laid back com- country. But when it comes to cannabis laws, it's the draconian, and 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 they're um, attached to these old UN laws that were 
kind of got by de facto of the American prohibition that happened for whatever reason, it's only 80 years ago, not very long ago, but it's just like it's all over because of that. And they're just I a very good friend of mine, my best friends, you know, died of, um, died of, of a cancer um, in, uh, in Melbourne. And he was, I was on the phone to him every day, and uh, he was trying to get um, medical cannabis brought down from Queensland. And it took him weeks and weeks. And it, the hoops he had to jump through for him to access that, and by the time he got it, it did little good, you know. I mean, he was never going to save his life. He had terminal cancer, but it would have helped with, you know, we think it would have helped him with his pain. Mm-hmm. Very frustrating for me at the time, living in uh, in California and knowing I could walk down the street and buy it. Yeah. And take it home. And in Australia, he had to suffer in such a way. So, you know, it's, we know it's going to, we know it's just going to slowly happen and eventually and the different parliaments and the different governments will, you know, to and fro, but it needs to be, I mean, I know there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people trying to change a lot of things. So cannabis, I understand, isn't, isn't high on the priority list. But it's still very important. And, if, and we do need to do, there needs to be something for that shift of consciousness to happen, as well as those medical breakthroughs and as well as the, helping heal the planet we need active change america is at the forefront i mean it's it's really incredible incredible to be doing what we what we're doing it's incredible that i got to do launch that cannabis company in california i mean who would i would never have dreamed of that mm-hmm. it really is a exciting time um to be part of that industry um but it's also um you know it's, it's pretty pretty chaotic and <laughs> You guys know. I mean, it's you know, you guys are you guys are adapt. You guys are pivoting now or at this this event. You know, like absolutely. I mean, you have to be. You got to be resourceful in this industry. And uh, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. You know, it's not just uh, sit back and wait for the phone to ring. You know, for most of the people in this business, it's a lot of obstacles and coming through. And I just, I think it's really cool this whole conversation. How we kind of. We sort of covered the gamut, you know, from the branding and the business, you know, to the CBD, you know, to the pet angle, you know, to the plant as as a whole, hemp. I mean, there medical benefits. There really is a tremendous story here, and it's super cool to see, you know, how you've jumped in, Jason, and not just as a, uh, you know, not just as a face. You're not just a front man. You know, you're you're really in the biz, and that's uh, that's really cool to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not getting out now. <laughs> Right, <laughs> no turning back, dude. <laughs> you can't put the toothpaste back uh, in the tube. It's, it's just, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for it every day. You know, it's, uh... well, let's, uh, let's let the audience know where can they, uh, where can they get a hold of your products? Uh, well, where should they follow you on mm-hmm. online? Well, if you're in the U.S., you know, we have got the Wilfred CBD smokes. That's at wilfredcbd.com, and uh, that's where the, the pet CBD will be too. So. <clears throat> jump on the mailing list there even if we don't have if we got you know we're going to be rolling out new products and you jump on the mailing list and then we'll send you stuff you know i'm making like really cool wilford content all the time and you can see that at um at wilford on instagram um we also have wilfordcannabis.com which is the californian and oregon site and that that can lead you to where you know the, the dispensaries that carry us and there's content on there as well, um, but I think Wilfred Cannabis TV at YouTube as well. I got a bunch, you know. I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm putting my ads on there, and I'm just, you know, I'm creating a lot of, having a lot of fun. On, uh, yeah, pretty small budget, but uh, but it's, it's, you know, it, again, it's you just um, restrictions help you, right? They make you better at what you what you do, and and, and in, in tough times, the you know the it's it's those it's that extra effort. The extra, the, it's how, how you think you're going to overcome a challenge. Like, I mean, I want to want to do an ad with um, you know, riding a horse around, and I still will, but I don't have. It's just not practical right now, you know. Like, <laughs> so you know, I got Wilfred on a you know a really awesome beach instead, and uh, you know, climbing over some really cool rocks in a in a in an astronaut jumpsuit, you know, and and creating and creating a, a mood tone. So uh, that's, that's, you're committed, you're committed. And, and so is Trish here, Trish. uh, She was so committed to this interview. She got a dog. 
two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) She got a little lassie. (laughs) I have been thinking about this interview a lot, oddly holding the dog because there's so many great moments from Wilfred that keep like popping back in my mind and wondering what her little thought process would be. But that's kind of the, the magic of the show that you did. It was like, I think it fulfilled that fantasy every pet owner has. Like, what if we could talk and hang out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I kind of remember someone once saying to me that, you know, about talking about her dog. He, he, he's not a dog. He's not a dog. He, he, he's a human. He's a human and dogs it. He's a human dog. <laughs> her saying that is kind of like, um, she, you know, she just thought he was he was in disguise. Yeah, my, I got a dog, you know, um, and she's... Her, her character kind of amazes me you know they've got such unique characters their personalities too you know like they're they're like us yeah like what, <laughs> they're, what they're, we, you know they're like the, the cannabis plan in a way they're they're uh, a sole partner they've been you know partnered partnered up with us for many years now and uh and you know they talk about you know the evolution of if you if you want to forget my theories about extraterrestrials you know making us in the, the end result of that if you were to go to an evolutionary sense then, uh, and what a theory, then the humans and dogs learned evolved to work how to work together where we could help each other. And so they adapted to each other's, you know, particular special um, traits. And that's what they, what happens with plants as well. You know, whether it's aloe vera or whatever, you know, like whatever that element is that humans use, plants adapt to it. And plants are actually the most some of the most they're just so intelligent that you're smart actually, yeah way more smarter than us and i've just you know i've only just dipped my toes in just how how amazingly intelligent they are that it's it's kind of it kind of creepy almost but you know <laughs> what are the plants thinking <laughs> they're looking at me now i always, um, I always want to know what what would our our pet name us you know what i mean we name our pets what what do they what do they refer to us as when we're not there you know what's what's our name to the pets i that would be pretty fun to find out what uh they're a lot of fun yeah (laughs) well listen man this has been this has been a hoot uh it's really really fun to talk to you um we'll we'll make sure that we follow and uh and keep track of what you've got uh rolling out with the business and uh for uh trish and myself with Cannabis and Tech Today. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for everybody here at Emerge, uh, continue to enjoy the show. And um, this was a real, real pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Bye. Today's episode of Cannabis and Tech Talks is brought to you by Quest. Humidity problems? Take control. Save energy, save time, and protect your investment. It's time to make your humidity issues disappear. Quest designs and manufactures the most powerful, most energy-efficient commercial dehumidification equipment on the market. They also partner with people in an array of industries sharing their expertise to help their customers create the most productive environments possible. Environmental control equipment made better in the heart of the USA. Quest commercial and industrial dehumidifiers. Visit questclimate.com to see their lineup of products. 